0: hey 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 happy picking bones everybody happy tuesday hope you had a good monday i had a great monday uh clean seed pretty much all day and i love doing that at work um it's just just a nice active day and uh get to see the finished product uh, what our production fields had to yield and uh that's always nice to see Well, for this one, I'm going to do another hunt update episode, but also a little bit of advice for this time of year. Um, The kind of common theme I've been seeing across social media is there's a lot of talk on how deer activity has been kind of uh, abnormal uh, for comparing to other years at about this point in the deer season and uh, i've definitely seen that on my own home farm here where uh i do most of my hunting where the the family farm uh, my grandpa's farm and uh on it i normally would have probably seen oh i don't know maybe 25 deer or so by this point in the season from the stand uh eh. You know, I just did my sixth hunt so far uh, this evening, and um, it it just hasn't been uh, anywhere near that. And there's uh, several reasons for that. Uh, But since the last time we talked, I've done uh, three more hunts, and I've seen four deer in those three hunts total. And uh, they may have even been uh, the same deer uh, because it's just been... A doe and a yearling hanging out with her. Um, and so maybe, maybe it's the same deer. Um, I'm not really sure, but they were in two different parts on the farm. So, so hope, I'm hoping that's two different sets. I hope there's four deer living on the farm right now. But you guys have heard me talk about it a million times. This is normally a good October farm when the corn is still standing. And, um, The fact of the matter is most of it is not. And uh, all of our soybeans have been harvested off this farm as well. And so the deer have left. Now, I think they're going to come back, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, it's, it's a reality. And the reason it happened like this this year is because of our terrible drought that we had through August. Now, I know August is normally one of the drier months of the year. So that's like if you're going to have a drought, that's probably what it's going to be, July-August time frame. But uh, it was especially severe this year. I I really only remember one day of any significant rainfall, and that was on my birthday, August 6th. And um, as a result, we have a whole list of things that are kind of like trickling down now. Um, that are affecting deer hunting right now. And, um, the, the first one for here in Iowa, and if you're listening in as a whitetail hunter, um, probably similar thing in your neck of the woods, unless you're up in New England, um, with the drought, it meant crops were affected. And, uh, not only did we have a drought, but we had some really hot weather, um, at the, uh, tail end of September that really sped up the maturation of the corn and uh, soybeans and dried them out quickly and made it so that farmers had to harvest sooner uh, so that their crops didn't become damaged by the the severe dry hot dry weather and as a result all these crops came down early and it shifted deer around so If you're on a farm like me where you don't have a ton of timber and the standing corn is a lot of the cover, that was going to make a big change. And that's what's happened. Um, That being said, we do have a little bit of standing corn left. And I have found that hunting near that standing corn is really what brings the best opportunity of coming across deer. So there's my first tip for you. If you on your farm are experiencing similar things, try and see if you can hunt close to that standing corn. It seems like a lot of deer uh, like to hang on to that. It worked for them all summer long as good, secure cover. And uh, they they don't want to leave it until they absolutely have to. And the time when they absolutely have to is when it's all gone. So if you still have standing corn... Hunt the edges around it and uh, just be ready within that that last half hour of light um, to really start seeing some deer movement. That is one thing I've noticed. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that I've been seeing a lot of people talk about is the acorn drop this year. Um, so many acorns are down on the ground uh, in the timber If you have a good stand of oaks, that would be a smart place to be checking out. Maybe uh, at bare minimum, carefully put a camera in there and just survey what's going on in there and uh, see if you need to make an adjustment and maybe get a stand up in there or do a ground hunt. Um, Whatever it is uh, that you can do, there's been a lot of talk about just a, a really big acorn drop this year and deer are really hammering them. So... Uh, My farm, unfortunately, once again, no oak trees. And as a result, um, very diminished deer activity. So uh, that's been another thing that's been affecting me. And uh, the weather. Um, uh, We have not had a real big giant cold front yet this year. And uh, that is something that you need to keep an eye out for, and that I am definitely keeping an eye out for myself. Um, Last year when I shot my buck, that was on the first day where it dipped down into like the, I I want to say it was like the high teens. It was a killing frost that morning. All the leaves were falling off the trees all morning long, just like giant snowflakes falling down. Um, The leaves were just shedding everywhere. And so... um, What's been going on here, though, is, yes, we've had a couple of nice cold fronts, like, <clears throat> you know, 8, 9, maybe 10 degrees uh, change, but um, nothing like up in that, you know, 12, 13, 14, maybe even 15 degree shifts that really just get deer going. So, um, as a result, we've had pretty stable weather, and uh, that kind of has just kept them on that late night, uh, early morning, real early morning, uh, movement pattern. And, uh, that's okay. We don't have to have it easy. We don't have to, um, you know, have everything as the same from season to season. <laughs> Otherwise we probably wouldn't come back, but it is going to make things more challenging. And it definitely has for me, um, I've been, as far as like my stand selection, obviously I'm taking the factors in that I just talked about and, um, trying to make sense of that, but I'm treating a lot of my hunts like observation sits. And, uh, let's see, I think I've had two hunts now this season where I didn't see any deer at all. Hey, that's an observation. Um, there's no deer here. (laughs) And that can be an important observation to make because that can, that's more information that helps you figure out the puzzle. So what I did was I went and I checked out some historic rubs and scrapes that were in that area. And I noticed that they have been left untouched so far. So it's not just that I'm not seeing them while I'm hunting. The deer truly are avoiding those spots so far. And so be looking for stuff like that too, and then adjust where you're going. Um, The other part of that, though, is um, uh, knowing the right number of times to hunt this farm at this time. Uh, It's easy for me to just go out here to the home farm every time and hunt. But maybe I shouldn't because I think that the deer are going to, once all the crops are down in the area, I think they are going to start kind of redistributing themselves back out, you know, kind of moving back into maybe an area where they hung out all summer until the crops came down, like my farm. I think as we get closer to the rut, deer are going to kind of spread back out again as the crops come down. And so maybe you need to find another place In the meantime, maybe go knock on a door or go to some public land that's going to have acorns and is going to have, um, you know, just some spots that work better for now. And uh, then when uh, things get more back to normal, then you can shift back to your favorite spots. So don't burn up those stands, but, you know, also get that observation value when you do decide to go out. That's what I'm doing. Um, one other thing too, that I want, I, I should have mentioned is with the drought that we had, EHD numbers are starting to roll in and it's not pretty. There are a lot of counties here in Iowa that have been greatly affected by EHD with the drought that we had. And so, um, that just means there's less animals, uh, uh, you know, in the immediate time to be hunted as well. And so that can also be thrown off, you know, the number of deer that that we're seeing from the stands. So all these factors are things to keep in mind and uh <clears throat> I'm trying to like <laughs> use them to keep myself from getting discouraged um uh, because like I said normally I'm used to seeing a lot more deer this time of year by this time of year. But I think there's there's uh going to be kind of like an uptick here in the in the coming weeks as we get closer to the red, of course. That always helps too. But stay, stay encouraged. I know I am. Don't give up. There is still a lot to be looking forward to uh, for this for this deer season. But also remember to treat these moments of, you know, I guess a little bit of adversity as an opportunity to grow and expand and try new things, uh, new tactics. Um, I just heard a great interview on uh, the Wired to Hunt podcast with a guy named Brad Davis, I think his name was, and he uh, he talked about how sometimes he looks at a property and he looks for a spot that he's either never hunted before or has written off before, and then he intentionally tries to hunt that spot. And he said it's crazy how often when he does that, um, he gets better results that he's never gotten to enjoy before. So I strongly encourage you to, uh, uh, try the same thing and, uh, try out a new area and, and see what hunting a new area can yield for you. So, um, there's, there's that tip as well. And then just keep in mind that the season's still very young. The best days of deer hunting are still ahead of us. You don't need to uh, get into panic mode right now. And, And, uh, you know, think that the season's lost or anything like that. There's still so many good days of hunting uh, left ahead of us. And so keep that in mind, especially as we get close to this pre-rut phase here, really in the next, oh, I don't know, maybe 10, 11 days is all. And uh, things will really start heating up then, start seeing more bucks during daylight hours. And, uh, you know, as we get to... Uh, those first few days of November, it'll be time to be putting in those all day sits when we can. So it's, uh, it's, it's going to be all right as far as deer hunting goes. And then uh, maybe take a break too. That'd be my final tip. Take a break and go do something else. Maybe get some last bit of uh, good fishing weather in, or uh, what I've really been tempted to do is go squirrel hunting, do a little small game hunting. Um, That can always having that target rich environment can always make things seem a lot better a lot more hopeful so a couple different options there but definitely don't lose heart still got a lot of season left and uh these might be some of the reasons that your your uh deer season seems to be a little off kilter uh, like mine does and there could be a million other things going on as well but just kind of some insight that i have uh for you right now um (coughs) Again, uh, as I said last week, you know, I'm going to be doing more of these hunt updates. I got one coming from Caleb here soon. Caleb had some success, uh, just, uh, last night. And, uh, so that'll be one that'll be coming out here in the next few weeks. I'm going to try and have a few other people do some of these, uh, hunt updates, um, just to, uh, kind of take over the pick and bones, uh, slot for each week. Um, I just don't have as much time to like do full length, uh, pick and bones discussions that we normally try to do during this time. We'll get back to those in the off season, but, but, uh, for now we'll try and stick to these hunt updates for most of the, most of the weeks. And, um, please remember too, that this podcast is brought to you by Spartan Forge. And, uh, I hope you're subscribing to it. Uh, I want you to uh, uh check out if you are subscribing a couple different things um, go to your map layers and check out the UAV because that um, uh, opens up different satellite imaging but also lidar and I'm really starting to use that lidar to see some you know topographical features. <coughs> that almost give me a 3d perspective while i'm e-scouting of what's going on with the properties that i hunt and the other thing that i just started using is the blue force uh tracker feature where you kind of have like a i think it's also called blue force team uh is it uh Let me look it up here actually right now on my Spartan Forge. But what this aspect um, does is it allows you to share your screen with um, a a blue force tracker is what it's called. Um, But it works like a team thing. Like if you have a hunting buddy, you can share like a specific map with them. You don't have to share each waypoint individually. You can share like a whole property or a whole... You know, public land piece or whatever it is, <clears throat> you draw like a box on the map and they get to see what you see. It is so handy when you have a hunting buddy that you're hunting with. And so Caleb and I actually use that feature. We're going to use that for planning our uh, Nebraska hunt that's coming up. All you got to do is go to the tools feature and it's the thing at the bottom of the list Blue Forest Tracker. Definitely give that a try. Super handy. Very excited about that. Um, The other sponsor that you know is Alex from East West Hunts. Go to eastwesthunts.com and you can uh, get in contact with Alex and get a free consultation on his hunt planning services. He will tell you exactly what you need to know to help you get to uh, reaching your hunting goals. Uh, We all have dream hunts that we really want to make happen. And there's a lot of work that goes into planning those hunts. And um, unless you have a job that allows you to have a lot of time, um, it's going to be tough to find the time to put together a really good hunt plan. Well, that's where Alex comes in. He does that planning for you, talks to guides, talks to outfitters, talks to uh, fish and game agencies, finds out all the relevant information you need to have your best chance at success, puts a whole hunt plan together, gives you waypoints. He'll even rent you gear. Um, He makes these hunts attainable. Go to eastwesthunts.com again and tell him when you talk to him that you heard about it on the First Gen Hunter podcast, and you'll save 10% off of any service you book with Alex. So you can find the links, though, uh, for both Spartan Forge and East West Hunts right here in the show notes. You can also find the link for Old Barn Taxidermy the newest sponsor of the show. Um, When you do uh, use your mapping and your, your, you know, your plan comes together through that. Uh, Maybe Alex helped you put a hunt plan together and you followed it and you get success. You tag that beautiful trophy animal. You're going to want to have it memorialized with good quality tax, taxidermy, the best quality taxidermy. And that you can find at old barn taxidermy. Um, <clears throat> I take all of my mounts, uh, all of my deer to Old Barn Taxidermy. Sorry, I'm coughing so much, guys. It's seed cleaning season, as I mentioned, and so I swallow all kinds of dust while I'm at work, and it just irritates my throat to do all this talking. So, but uh, um, uh, go to Old Barn Taxidermy to get the best quality taxidermy work that you can find. That's what I do. I'm so happy I've done it, and the work is really. Good enough to where my wife allows me to display the mounts in our living room, and uh, that's awesome. It makes me happy every day. I spend time looking at them, and I'm just so proud of them, and and thankful for them, and thankful that I went with a true professional uh, in getting it done. So go to Old Barn Taxidermy and find the link in the show notes, and tell them that the First Gen Hunter Podcast sent you there. They want to know that our partnership is a good one, and I want to know that too. So go check that out and uh, get your taxidermy work done the right way. Get it done with Old Barn Taxidermy. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. I know these are kind of like bare bones a little bit. Pick it, maybe that's what we should change picking bones to right now We're called bare bones. But I'm busy. I'm trying to get out and hunt. I, and if I'm not hunting, then I'm not going to be able to put together a good show for you. You got to practice what I, what you preach, right? And, um, and so I'm trying to do that. But also, uh, I just recorded a podcast with Judd McCollum, a working class bow hunter, and it is a doozy. It was so much fun talking with Judd. It's going to be something titled something along the lines of living close to the land, which is, I think, a really important concept for all of us hunters to have that helps us develop a conservation ethic when we truly value the places that we are hunting on. So, that's coming out this Friday. Stay tuned for that. It'll be a great one. And then next week, um we're going to be talking with a guy who uh, tagged a elk in Nebraska. Yeah. Not many people go to Nebraska to hunt elk, but um this uh, our friend um Nate did that. And he shot a giant bull, and uh, so that will be coming up. It's, it's just like kind of strange because the picture you could tell was in ag land, and it's just a weird context to see an elk being harvested in like a soybean field. But that's what that's that's how it went down. It's awesome. I love it, and we're gonna hear all about that story coming up next week as well. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in week after week. I love seeing that love hearing from you. And, uh, um, that's really, you guys are the best part of the show. And I I truly mean that. So please reach out to me if you never have before, just love, even if it's just, Hey, I like to listen to the show. I like it. You know, I like feedback too. If you're like, Hey, could you, uh, cover this topic? Could you find somebody on this? I'd really like to hear about that. Awesome. Send that to me and I'll do what I can to track it down as soon as possible. So Thanks so much to you for always tuning in week after week. You guys are the best till next time, everyone take care and take someone.